<laughs> I understand we got Dr. Michalos on. Dr. Michalos, welcome to Tuesday morning. Good morning, team. On well, this uh, beautiful day, a doc- little chilly, but. Dr. Mikolos, I have a question for you. We are now seeing a lot of diseases that we haven't seen before. We're seeing some kind of weird ST. All these things are popping up. Do you think this has anything to do with all the people now living in the streets, a lack of cleanliness? I feel like people aren't getting vaccinated the way they used to over like simple childhood diseases. What is going on? We're seeing this like resurgence of diseases that I thought were long gone. Well, of course, when you don't have proper sanitary conditions, it's a problem. I was in the city this past uh, weekend, and uh, I noticed there were so many people. Number one disease was mental illness because people were talking to themselves, you know, and just harassing people and unkempt, and the hygiene was poor and and intense uh, body odors. So you can see that the hygiene is a problem. People would just stop in the middle of the street, one person just, and decided to urinate right there on the street. So these types of things, you know, you have different types of bacteria being spread all over the place. And the problem is all these people who are out there are also touching different things that everyone else is touching, whether it's a keypad when you're shopping for something or whether you're pumping gas. So I think we're going to see more disease spread. And they're seeing that in San Francisco, too. When you have people defecating on the street, it doesn't work out. And in history, this is how various diseases are spread. So we need to uh, clean up our streets. We need to build mental hospitals and get some of these people. And I felt really bad for them because I realized a lot of these people were just mentally ill and they need to be uh, you know, uh, helped. And, uh, that's part, part of the problem. And the other thing, of course, is the border. You can't control people's health care, uh, systems, uh, health care issues when uh, you don't really know who they are or what their medical history is. You have no medical records. And, you know, when people, I feel bad for all the people waiting on lines and embassies around the world trying to do things the legal and proper way instead of being line jumpers and jumping the line. So it's a little bit more complicated. Yes, I have compassion for people and we definitely need immigration. We all came from immigrants, but everybody, you know, but if these people, Dr. Mikolos, these people are mentally ill. You can't force them to get, to get help. Is there a way, because that's a problem. Uh, Like you, you go up to somebody because I've seen the homeless outreach. I've seen the police. I've seen them go up to the, to the people and they're like, Hey, you know, we can take you somewhere and they they refuse. Yeah, the problem is they, they, a lot of them get arrested and they get let back out. In the old days, I can tell you, uh, when I was working at the Tombs years ago, which was the prison in downtown Manhattan, and we had the Cuban um, uh, jails, uh, the Cuban mental hospitals were emptied out, and uh, they all were ending up in the prisons in New York, and they were totally out of their minds, you couldn't communicate with them because they hadn't received their medicines in weeks. And that's an example of once we got them in the system and we got translators and we treated people compassionately and got them their medicine, it was like meeting a whole other person the following week. So the same thing with these people, a lot of them who are American citizens, many of them who are veterans who need help. So I think that the lack of bail reform and the inability to hold people to get them the proper treatment. And that's how we have to think of this bail reform problem as being uncompassionate 
and you need to change one sentence in it. It just has to say judges have the discretion to evaluate degree of dangerousness, and not only dangerousness to the public, but to themselves. It's the dangerousness to hurting themselves, and they are hurting themselves. And also when you're not treating their various diseases, in the old days they got their syphilis, gonorrhea, their TB, and other diseases treated, and chlamydia. Now they're going out and spreading it to other people too, so we're not being compassionate in how we're taking care of some of the weakest in our society, and we need to change that. But uh, another important topic that we have to use your big microphone there is uh, this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so we encourage all women who are 40 and over who miss their mammograms during um, during the uh, COVID situation to go out there. I know we spoke about this in the beginning of the month in October, and I even had one person come up to me and thank me because they listened to WABC and it reminded them to go get their mammogram, and they did find a spot on the mammogram, and it's now being worked up. So our message is getting out there and we are able to help people and they can uh, be reminded of doing certain things that during COVID they didn't do, like their colonoscopies, their annual physical, their labs, their EKGs. So we want our audiences uh, to be healthy and continue to be healthy. And uh, again, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month and uh, it's a very important uh, topic because one in eight people in this country will end up getting some form of cancer. And if you catch it early, you can uh, go on and live a normal life. Now, there, there, there was problems in in Florida yesterday. The Florida Surgeon General, tell us right. about it. Uh, Latipo, he said that COVID vaccine, according to a study he has, caused uh, increased cardiac deaths in young men by 84%. Take a listen. Uh, we'll play real quick Number clip number one, what he said. So I- so yes. I ask people sometimes who are still, he- you know, hemming and hawing about this, if this, if this vaccine, if it had been known two years ago or so that this vaccine would increase cardiac deaths in young men by 84%, would they have approved it? The obvious answer is no, you would never give something to someone who was young and healthy and increase their risk of dying from from sudden cardiac death by 84%. But people are often, their response is, well, you know, I don't know, COVID's pretty bad. Yes, COVID can be terrible, but we don't give people medications that kill them. So that was the Florida Surgeon General, Joseph Latipo. Uh, Dr. Mikolas, what's your reaction to hearing something like this? We talked to Dr. Siegel about this yesterday. He said that the study was flawed, but I mean, this is really, this is concerning. Well, that's that's the first problem. I think Dr. Siegel is right. You got to, anytime you mention studies, you have to say how many people were in the study, which vaccines were in the study. Was this just the first vaccine or a booster? So there are issues, but the bottom line is we need to have transparency in what the numbers are really from the VARS, which is the vaccine-related injury gathering of the data. And the reality is that There are some countries who are not vaccinating people under 50 anymore in Europe, and they've decided that based on what's the risk-benefit ratio. We needed to get vaccinated during the middle of the pandemic because people were dying left and right. We didn't, nobody knew what to do. So 
you know, especially the older crowds or high risk people. But now as the data comes out and if they can be very transparent and honest and none of this hiding the files and asking things to be sealed for 50 years or 20 years, we need to just come out, be honest, be transparent and say, these are the real numbers. This is the risk. So doctors here, you need to decide, is it really worth the risk? Do I really need to vaccinate? You know, my 17-year-old, you know, are there certain risk factors? The problem is when you don't have any real numbers, and even what he just said, it just, again, I just need to see real numbers. You need to tell me that a million people were vaccinated with this type of vaccine and this percentage of kids from this age who were healthy, otherwise healthy, ended up with serious problems. When you give me that real data, then I can give you a a real answer for right now. We had... had uh, Dr. Siegel on last night, and uh, the doctors are entitled to their opinions without getting in trouble with the California. Right, uh, in California, you could lose your license if you're found, uh, I guess, guilty, or I don't know who would find no, you guilty that if, you would if you're be spreading misinformation. Right. Like, my God, can you, could you imagine if your doctor has an opinion against the government of the United States? The problem right. is take the license away. Right, so they're not going to say the anything. The problem is the problem is the guy who tried to push that law was not a doctor. That is the big problem. And what's really scary is that some of the things that they called fake news a few months ago are not fake news anymore. Like the big massive uh, study on hydroxychloroquine found that all those studies they were quoting were not accurate. What they've shown is that if you take it the first three days and early intervention with it, it did help block the inflammation and cytokine storm. Which makes, which makes perfect sense. And most doctors did something because they weren't going to allow their patients to just die. You, you know, you had some information from different parts of the world that it helped. But some of the studies they were presenting were shown when they were giving it too late. So that ends up, but nobody's publishing now those studies that are, you know, peer reviewed and international with hundreds of thousands of patients. And then the other thing that came out, everybody was making fun of ivermectin and now the pasteur institute which is one of the most prestigious infectious disease places in the world that were the early ones to discover hiv they came out in the animal model and said that oh yes ivermectin doesn't block viral replication but it seems to block inflammation it's an immune modulator and it blocks the cytokine storm so now there's going to be human studies looking at that even more and people are saying okay that makes sense in africa they're using it a lot more So we have to really get real data, and we have to follow up and make corrections. Dr. Peter Mihalos, we're out of time. We're going to have to take a break. Thank you so much for your input. And I'm sure, I am 100% sure I would certify you have saved many, many lives uh, to our listeners. And God bless you, and thank you so much. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you, John. And keep getting the truth out. Keep it right here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Coming up, we'll be speaking with Andrew Giuliani, also Derek Maltz of the Drug Enforcement Agency, also Vito Fisella, Staten Island Borough President. Keep it right here, Bernie and Sid Show. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that 
precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 